This is the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z, telling it like it is. Welcome back to the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Today is the 27th day of May, 2021, and the double standard is once again rearing its ugly head, proving that it is alive and kicking when it comes to the media portrayal of Republicans as the systemically evil, systemically xenophobic, systemically homophobic, systemically racist, systemically anti-American people that the left would like you to believe conservatives are. By now, I'm sure you've heard there's a petition running around to expel Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from the House of Representatives, and it has gathered more than 100,000 signatures after she has compared coronavirus-related mask mandates to the Holocaust. The petition was created on Change.org on Sunday, and it calls for House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy to ensure that Green be removed from her position in the House of Representatives. Miss Green, like 75 million-plus Americans who voted for Donald Trump, is a supporter of the former president. And on Saturday, she defended her Holocaust comments, which came in an interview with Real America's Voice, a right-wing network. In that interview, Miss Green called House Speaker Nancy Pelosi mentally ill. So? She, Nancy Pelosi, tried to call Donald Trump mentally ill how many times? And the media just laughed about it. But now that Marjorie Taylor Greene has called Nazi Pelosi mentally ill, suddenly that's hateful. Ms. Greene said, you know, we can look back at a time in history where people were told to wear a gold star and they were definitely treated like second-class citizens, so much so that they were put in trains and taken to gas chambers in Nazi Germany. And this is exactly the type of abuse that Nancy Pelosi is talking about. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that statement. Jews were rounded up. Gold stars were placed upon them to denote that they were Jews. Jews were rounded up and hauled off to gas chambers. And in the United States of America, Nazi Pelosi and her ilk pushed these draconian mask mandates that the CDC said was ridiculous. And the Democrats say, follow the science until the science goes against what they want to do in order to control the population. No, we're not rounding up non-vaccinated people in the U.S. and taking them to gas chambers, but we are depriving them of their oh-so-precious civil rights, their right to assemble, to go to church, to go to a wedding, to go to a funeral, to go to a picnic or a park or get on a cruise ship or attend a concert or a football game or a baseball game or a soccer game or a basketball game. We're depriving them of their civil rights. And I thought civil rights was the things the Democrats held most dear. After all, they claimed that the civil rights of criminal thug animal drug abusers were being violated when those people were being arrested for committing crimes. <laughs> the petition was created by some clown named David Weissman, a supposed U.S. Army veteran who says he once supported Trump, but has now become a supporter of the Democrats. The petition called on Kevin McCarthy, the Republican House leader, to remove Green from Congress. The petition says, Her recent comments comparing COVID-19 CDC guidelines to the Holocaust are deeply offensive, and they're just one of the many different ways she's violated her oath as a member of Congress. He's mentioned no other ways that she allegedly had violated her oath. But for this guy, this clown, David Weissman, who claims to be an Army veteran, who claims to be someone who supported and defended the Constitution, which, by the way, Mr. Weissman, includes Marjorie Taylor Greene's right to free speech, right to freedom of expression, and right to make the comparison between draconian mask mandates and gold stars on Jewish people. 
Remember, my friends, the double standard that is being employed here. Democrats love freedom of speech as long as that speech supports Democrat causes. Democrats hate freedom of speech when that freedom of speech goes against their causes, their socialist agenda, their Nazi communist agenda. Green previously suggested wildfires in California had been caused by space lasers, supposedly. I have yet to see a direct quote about that. I have yet to see a video or an audio recording of that. She, according to this article, claims that those space lasers were Jewish controlled. McCarthy's office said in February it even kept a conversation with Green after some of her social media activity came under scrutiny. But guess what? She has the right under the United States Constitution and its First Amendment to her freedom of expression. Now, you can either support her right to free speech or you can join the Democrats, the leftists, the liberals, the socialists, and say, if it's offensive, you can't say it. But you see, the double standard is applied once again. If a black person goes out in the street and says, I think all white people should die, that's not hate speech. But if a white person goes out in the street and shouts, I think all black people should die, that is hate speech. That, my friends, is called a double standard. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is not the first person in Congress to make that comparison to Nazis and Jews in gas chambers. Just remember, Alexandria Ocasio Horseface Cortez herself made very similar comparisons in her hate-filled rhetoric of Republicans. And they didn't call for her to be expelled from Congress. Myriad McArdle wrote on June 19, 2019, just two short years ago, in June of 2019, on Juneteenth, as they call it in the AA 13% hyphenated American community, June 19th, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said, quote, the U.S. is running concentration camps on our southern border, and that's exactly what they are. I want to talk to the people that are concerned enough with humanity to say that never again means something. Nazi Pelosi herself that Wednesday after the June 19th stupid ignorant comparison by AOC cautioned the freshman Democrats that they are responsible for the remarks they make. Pelosi said, They come to represent their districts and their point of view. They take responsibility for the statements they make. The president must walk away from cruel, ineffective, discriminatory policies and work with Democrats to support smart, effective immigration reform that honors our values and keeps families together and safe. Bill de Blasio, former New York City mayor, said it was wrong of Alexandria Horseface Cortez to make the comparison between the holding facilities at the southern border under Donald Trump and Nazi concentration camps where millions of Jews were sent to the gas chambers. Sound familiar? In fact, de Blasio said, they're entirely different realities. Of course she, AOC, was wrong. You cannot compare what the Nazis did in concentration camps. It was a horrible moment in history. There is no way to compare. Senator Brian Schatz, a senator of Jewish heritage, defended AOC's use of the comparison. This Hawaii Democrat wrote on Twitter, quote, Every American Jew that I know is disgusted by the cruel treatment of children and families at our southern border. If you want to show solidarity with American Jews, help us stop this. And don't feign outrage at the language people use to describe this tragedy. 
Hell, even Jerry Nadler, Democrat chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, tried to defend Ocasio-Cortez. Nadler said, quote, One of the lessons from the Holocaust is never again, not only to mass murder, but also to the dehumanization of people, violations of basic rights, and assaults on our common morality. We fail to learn that lesson when we don't call out such inhumanity right in front of us. You see, when it goes against Marjorie Taylor Greene, a Republican, the Democrats are quick to call for her ouster. But not one single Democrat called for the ouster of AOC, Alexandria Ocasio Horseface Cortez, when she made the same identical direct connection to the Holocaust and Jews baking in gas chambers. It was okay because she is the darling of the Democrat Party. Republican lawmakers made no secret that they found AOC's comments distasteful. Former number three Republican in the House, Liz Cheney, got on Twitter. She asked Ocasio-Cortez to, quote, do us all a favor and spend just a few minutes learning some actual history. Six million Jews were exterminated in the Holocaust. You demean their memory and disgrace yourself with comments like this. I wonder what Cheney thinks of Marjorie Taylor Greene's comments. The Jewish Communities Relations Council, the JCRC, condemned Ms. Ocasio-Cortez with the following statement. As concerned as we are about the conditions experienced by migrants seeking asylum in the United States, the regrettable use of Holocaust terminology to describe these contemporary concerns diminishes the evil intent of the Nazis to eradicate the Jewish people. You see, it's okay to call out Marjorie Taylor Greene, but it is certainly not okay to call out AOC for making the same identical comparison. Double standard. Alive and kicking. It's the real new thing. Woca-Cola. Do you feel like you're stuck in the past? Do you feel that the new generation is leaving you behind? Are you blind to the oppression of a man? Do you have a desire to be more woke to our new changing world? If so, Woca-Cola is just for you. All the same great cola taste, no calories, and all the white guilt you can muster. Every can depicts a two-part story, so you can learn about the evil white oppressors on the back and the heroes of oppressed America on the front. And the untold stories about how those oppressed heroes never got recognized. Available in 10-ounce cans, 20-ounce bottles, and 40-ounce malt liquor-sized containers, the new Woka Cola is waiting for you at discount convenience stores, liquor stores, bottle shops, and your favorite grocery. Look for the raised fist on the front and the bowing Caucasian on the rear of every can of Woka Cola. Drink some now, and you can be woke. There was once a movie called Dodgeball, a true underdog story, starring Vince Vaughn and a cast of other misfits. It involved a wheelchair-bound ex-dodgeball coach named Patches O'Houlihan. He said, Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. The five Ds of dodgeball. That mentality carries over to the Democrat playbook where it's dodge, duck, dip, dive, divert, and then dodge. Anytime they want to hide the real story from you, they resurrect one of their many pick-a-rabbit-out-of-the-hat stories from the Democrat playbook. Gun control is one of them. With gropey Joe Biden failing miserably on the COVID-19 vaccination front, failing miserably on foreign policy, Failing miserably on the economy. Failing miserably on race relations and social causes. 
The Democrats under Joe Biden have gone back to the Democrat playbook for that magical elixir known as the gun control debate. You heard me right. It's been a few months since they pulled that one out of the playbook. It was Asian hate last week. That Asian hate gathered front page attentions while Biden and his team flailed unmercifully poorly and tried their best at foreign relations, domestic relations, race relations, the economy, and of course the Wuhan China novel coronavirus and Biden's anemic response. Today, of course, they're continuing yesterday's story of what they call a mass shooting in California. Suspect in that mass shooting killed nine people at a San Jose light rail yard. He himself found dead with two semi-automatic handguns and 11 magazines with ammunition nearby. The guns, they were believed to have been legally purchased and they did not appear to be modified, according to Lori Smith, Santa Clara County Sheriff. Authorities do not have a motive for why Sam Cassidy, a Santa Clara Valley Transportation Authority employee, allegedly gunned down nine men at the VTA light rail yard on Wednesday morning, and the suspect died from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. After the shooting, a police dog detected a suspicious device. The bomb squad began working to clear every room in the facility. The explosives were found to be traced to the suspect's locker, where Smith said authorities found precursor items to building explosives, but no actual explosive devices. Similar devices and materials were found at his home, according to police. A house fire was reported minutes after the shooting was also believed to have been linked to that suspect. Given the timeline of 911 calls, an active shooter was reported at 6.34 a.m. and the fire reported 6.37 a.m. Smith says authorities believe the suspect had a device set to ignite the fire. There's no information to, to directly connect that suspect to the fire. But of course, they'll play over and over today the grueling video of seeing ambulances rushing to the scene, followed by a feeble attempt at Joe Biden to speak about AR-14s or AR-16s and 100-round clips showing and proving that Biden knows nothing at all about guns. We're talking about taking guns out of the hands of people. You know, violating your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, to defend yourself from all enemies, foreign and domestic. They're using that to divert your attention away from the runaway inflation that we are headed directly into. The raising of prices, the scarcity of goods and services, Hell, I even saw an article this morning saying that there is a move now to change the rules so that 18-year-olds can drive tractor trailers across state lines instead of making people wait until they're 21 to take 85,000 pounds, 700 horsepower down a highway. They're diverting your attention away from what is actually happening. Speaking of diversion, CVS, the national pharmacy drugstore chain, is now offering money, cruises, and even a Super Bowl trip to try and coerce and convince people to get COVID-19 vaccines. You see, they're all in, CVS, Walgreens, and other major retailers, because when you and I don't pay for shots and those shots are paid for by the government, you know damned good and well those retail outlets are making big money every time they stick a needle in somebody's arm. Facing the national decline in COVID-19 vaccination rates and an overwhelming response to vaccine in its own stores, 
the U.S.-based pharmacy chain CVS will offer chances at money, vacations, and a Super Bowl trip to persuade unvaccinated people to start going in and getting shots at CVS stores, also in the hopes that they'll buy a pack of bandages or a candy bar and a soda. CVS said back in April that it could administer 25 million shots every month, but as of this week, it's only managed to administer 17 million total doses as mass vaccination sites ended up playing a larger role in the nation's early vaccine campaign. Those CVS initiatives and incentives could not only help get more people vaccinated, but could provide a boost to the company's bottom line. Medicare payment to administer each dose is $40. $40. Roll up your sleeve, wipe it with a cotton swab, stick it, plunger, pull it out, put a bandage. 40 bucks each shot. Told you. When the government through Medicare or other government handout programs pays private industry to do something, it always costs a whole lot of money. On a national average, the number of doses administered each day has slowed to 1.7 million, down from the April peak of 3.3 million. CVS said in a statement that in an effort to provide a positive reminder of the activities that are possible once vaccinated, it joined with other companies to offer prizes to people who get a shot at one of its pharmacies. Among the incentives? A week-long Norwegian cruise, $100 dates sponsored by the dating app Hinge, and a trip to Super Bowl next year, if they hold it, of course, if it's allowed to have people in the stands. CVS will be giving 125 people a chance at $500, five people win $5,000 to host family reunions. People 18 and older who receive a vaccination are certified they've registered to receive one from CVS Health are eligible for the sweepstakes, which will run June 1 to July 10. CVS is not the first to offer inducements to the unvaccinated. The states of Ohio, Colorado, and Oregon are offering residents a chance at a million dollars for getting vaccinated. And Governor Gropey Andrew Cuomo of New York on Wednesday said residents from 12 to 17 who get vaccinated would be entered to win a full-ride scholarship to a public university in the state. Other incentives include free beer in New Jersey, $50 gift cards in Detroit if you drive to someone else to a vaccination site, and other incentives. From what I understand, people in West Virginia are offering a free tooth cleaning. I would have said free teeth cleaning, but when the average person in Virginia only has one tooth, <laughs> well, there you go. More than 165 million Americans have allegedly received one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine, according to the very unreliable CDC. 40% of the U.S. population has been fully vaccinated, which leaves a significant portion of the country allegedly vulnerable to infection. Infection by a disease that kills less than 0.001% of people who get it. And of course, not everybody gets it. So, very, very low death rate, as we've said since day one. With the Memorial Day holiday looming, Dr. Walensky, the CDC director, warned that unvaccinated Americans who remain at a risk of an infection should still take precautions like social distancing and wearing masks. Boy, they'll do anything to keep perpetuating and pushing that lie, won't they? This is the Truth Hurts program. We'll be right back. Hi, this is former football player Reese Watkins. Have you been vaccinated against the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019 yet? What are you waiting for? It's been going on since 2019, and we up here in 2021. What about the Kung Fu Wuhan flu or the China virus? No? Doesn't sound familiar. 
Perhaps you were left out of all the public service announcements, advertising, marketing, public relation programs. Do you feel like the man is letting you down again by not offering enough incentive to you and your group to justify receiving this vaccine? The Center for Disease Control and Prevention, along with the Joe Biden Presidential Coronavirus Outreach, really, really wants you to get the vaccine. No, really, they do. And studies have shown that even after you receive the vaccine, you will still have to wear a mask or two, remain isolated from your family, your friends, and your gatherings. But the good news is, you can still stay home from work, and you cannot get evicted from your home. Even though the federal courts have ruled that eviction moratoriums are unconstitutional, there are appeals underway. Bad news for your landlord means good news for you. So go ahead, roll up your sleeve, and let the nice man from the government stick a needle up in your arm and inject you with a chemical that still has not gotten full approval from the Food and Drug Administration. Hey, come to think of it, that heroin you just injected isn't FDA approved either. This public service announcement, courtesy of this station and the BM movement. I want to talk to you about a subject that I have not really discussed in this program and haven't really heard discussed very openly in the context of what I'm about to say. The notion of constitutional carry is gaining momentum throughout the United States of America. In the United States, the term constitutional carry is also known as permitless carry, unrestricted carry, or even Vermont carry. It refers to the legal carrying of a handgun, either openly or concealed, without a license or a permit. Now, the phrase does not typically refer to the unrestricted carrying of a long gun, a knife, or other weapons, and the scope and applicability of constitutional carry varies by state. The phrase constitutional carry reflects the view that the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution does not abide restrictions on gun rights, including the right to carry or bear arms. Strangely enough, the right to keep and bear arms shall be unabridged is the very sentiment of the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. The U.S. Supreme Court had never extensively even interpreted our Second Amendment until the landmark case District of Columbia versus Heller way back in 2008. Prior to that time, the tapestry of different and sometimes conflicting laws about carrying firearms had developed independently throughout different states and even municipalities throughout the U.S. In deciding that case, the Supreme Court found that self-defense was a central component of the Second Amendment and that the D.C. handgun ban was invalidated. The Supreme Court further stated that some state or local gun controls are allowed. The Heller case was extended by the Supreme Court in 2010's case known as McDonald's v. Chicago, which held that the Second and Fourteenth Amendments to the U.S. Constitution were fully incorporated and thus the right to, quote, keep and bear arms applies to the states and not in a watered-down version, but fully applicable, unquote. It limited state and local governments from passing laws that restrict individual and fundamental right to keep and bear arms for self-defense. All the state laws are different, however, in the way they regulate the transfer and sale of firearms and ammunition. And taxation issues, of course, will always rear their ugly heads as a way to control people's ability to get and keep and bear arms. As of April 6th of this year, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Idaho, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Maine, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, Vermont, and West Virginia, as well as Wyoming, do not require a permit to carry a loaded, concealed firearm for any person of age who is not otherwise prohibited from owning a firearm. Permitless carry in North Dakota is applicable to residents only because non-residents still need a permit to carry a handgun, concealed or openly. In Mississippi, permitless concealed carry only covers certain manners of carrying a firearm. 
Permitless carry in Oklahoma applies to residents and non-residents 21 or over and 18 or older residents who can carry without a permit in their home state. All those jurisdictions do not require a permit to openly carry, either except for North Dakota or certain localities within the states of Missouri. On July 26th of 2014, D.C. became a permitless carry jurisdiction for a few days when its ban on carrying a handgun was ruled unconstitutional and then the ruling was not stayed, so for several days you could wield a weapon right there in the nation's capital. Now that I've given you the legalese and what is and what is not, here is my fear. If nationwide permitless carry or open carry or concealed carry or constitutional carry is passed, it will only take one or two instances of okay corral style uh, open gunfights in the streets before a nationwide ban on guns is instituted. Imagine for a moment, there's a couple of guys on the street. One of them gives another one a dirty look. They're both carrying weapons on their sides. They decide to do an okay corral high noon gunfight right there in the middle of the street. And that becomes the norm because everyone's carrying and everyone's walking around with a chip on their shoulder and an attitude that my gun is bigger than your gun. It won't take long for the Democrats to seize upon that opportunity to then call for all guns to be banned and we will end up the exact opposite of what the constitutional carry crowd is seeking. That's just my opinion on the subject. Do you like large pizzas? Real supreme pizzas? Only the whitest ingredients can make the world's whitest pizza. Introducing the White Super Supreme Pizza from Bubba John's Pizzeria. Made with pure white flour, pure white dough, pure white American cheese, and pure white Alfredo sauce. Topped with all of your favorite ingredients. This pie is sure to please. Order online and get a White Super Supreme Pizza for only 10 bucks when you use the promo code WHITEPIZZA. The whitest ingredients make the whitest pizza. Bigger pizza, you betcha. Bubba John's. When you do a radio show, a television show, a podcast, or you're a reporter or an opinion contributor to a newspaper, you are subject to being canceled by the people who allow you to do your show. If it is a paid advertising type show, your advertisers could quit, simply quit advertising on your show and you have no revenue, so you're forced to shut down. If you are a columnist in a major newspaper and the editor of that paper doesn't like you or your commentary, they can simply shut you down. You have to find a new avenue in which to hawk your wares, which is one of the reasons I like doing the Truth Hurts program. Non-commercial advertising, so I don't have to worry about some pizza joint or some car company saying, we're not gonna fund you anymore, Steve Z, because you said something we don't like. <laughs> Former US Representative Joe Walsh says his radio show was canceled because he didn't support Donald Trump. He spoke about the now canceled Joe Walsh show when he appeared on CNN on Thursday. And that's what people who get thrown out of the conservative movement have to do. They have to go and cry and whine and piss and bitch and moan to people like CNN, just hoping that they can be relevant once again for their next 15 minutes of fame. Walsh claimed that Republicans have to, quote, make love to Donald Trump every day, unquote, if they want to get elected. Sounds like a whiny, crybaby, sour grapes kind of guy to me. Why are you a former congressman, Joe Walsh? Were you not conservative enough for your conservative base? Joe Walsh served from 2011 to 2013, a one-term U.S. House of Representatives member. He spoke about Trump and the Joe Walsh show on a CNN show Thursday. 
He said, if you want to get elected as a Republican, you have to make love to Donald Trump every day. If you want to succeed in conservative media, they don't want you to be honest. You have to get down and bow down and praise Donald Trump every day. Well, I got news for you, Mr. Walsh. Donald Trump was the face of the Republican Party for four years and continues to be the face of a party that elected him with over 75 million votes. How many votes did you garner, Joe Walsh? Your show was canceled because you suck. Your show was canceled because your show was not informative or entertaining. And you used your show to bash the very president that helped you to get elected because you had an R behind your name. And people who love Donald Trump were voting for the R's, even though they made a few mistakes along the way in voting for certain R's, like Mitt Romney, perhaps Liz Cheney, a few others. The party supports Donald Trump. Donald Trump supports the party, or at least that's the way it was for four years. You may not like the orange man. You may not like his brashness, his demeanor, but guess what? He was, for four years, a true American leader with true conservative values. Opinions expressed on this program are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Truth Hurts program. You go out there and make it a great day now, you hear? Oh, and by the way, Joe Walsh, if you're looking to substitute here on the Truth Hurts program, we have no openings. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2021, The Truth Hurts Network.